Hi guys, Isha here. Just wanted to do a few housekeeping items. We do have a Twitter at Pod. We'd like to thank Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork for this podcast. I'd also like to let you know that there may be some slight cursing in this episode. Rate and review us wherever you find us, and enjoy the episode. Thanks. Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about episodes four through six of the Doom Tree arc in Sailor Moon R. Yep, we were originally going to try to break up this season into two episodes, but uh, the madness of it all has made us realize that it, we're going to need a little more time. It's just going to be a little mini-series on these 13 episodes. You wouldn't think 13 episodes had so much content to talk about, but because it's so out there, yeah, it's how just can you not episode. talk about it? <laughs> Yeah. Like, each, each episode doesn't have enough to have, like, a whole episode of this podcast dedicated to it, but three episodes, of, you know, for to a podcast episode works, I think. Yeah. There's there's plenty to go off of there. So, um... I've been I really focused... love this episode. <laughs> it's a fun one, yeah. Yeah. Um, the episode itself is more memorable than the actual Cardian monster in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the monster is, like, an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, um, one thing I mentioned last time is that a lot of them, a lot of the Cardians, um, they do seem to have some kind of folkloric or mythological, um, creature or deity that they're based on. Um, this one is not one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. We left off on Helen, so. No. <laughs> Helen was basically like, we need a Cardian for this. And it's just like, just throw a tentacle monster in there. It's fine. Basically. That's basically what yeah. it is. So this is the arcade basically. episode though, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is the VR episode. And basically it starts out with Usagi's mom being like, can you not sleep in like the whole day? It's a beautiful day out there. Ikuku's just being like, a classic mom being like, get out of bed and do something. Um, and Usagi's like, what the heck? I don't even have school today. Right? It's just like, no, this is my time to sleep. You know I love sleep. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I get it. Um, It's so funny. But, like, recently in Juban, a VR arcade thing opens up. And Usagi's like, I guess I'll go there. And the line's super long. <laughs> Because of course it is. It's newly opened. Naturally, it's going to be super long. And yeah, and and this isn't like this isn't like nowadays where you can get VR in your living room. Like at that time, this was still like, um, this is still science fiction, basically. At this point, like, aha! Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you can buy VR for your living room. But when this yeah. was created, I don't. Did they even have? any kind of VR yet? This aired in 1993. So it was produced in 1992. VR was a concept. It was something that people were really jazzed about in the 80s, but the technology did not really exist. What are you talking about? Don't you remember the Virtual Boy? No. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like the Power Glove. Uh, worse than a power glove, because it gave you migraines. <laughs> oh, jeez. Everything was red. It only had one color. Everything was, like, red and shades of red. It's strange. I'll show you later. It's strange. Every person with red-green color blindness, like, I'm getting nothing from this. And it it would sit. Like, it had, like, a little tripod, I think, and it would sit mm-hmm. on the table. So you had to, like, sit and place your face against it. Um... It was mm. so strange. <laughs> okay. But anyway, she goes to this theater because she's like, might as well. And she calls the other girl. She's like, let's go. And they're late. And she sees Mamo-chan. She's like, this is like, I need to get him to remember who I am. And he's like, no. <laughs> leaves. Yeah. But she follows him in because um, that's who she is. 
Well, they they get in because of um. I keep wanting to call him Alan Al because that's um Ale. Yeah, Ale. Ale and Anne. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they all meet up there. Yeah. So like, Anne is creepily obsessed. (laughs) Yeah. So like, Usagi sees sees Mamoru, and her thought is like this is my chance to actually get on a date with him. So, like, at this point, Mm -hmm. she's not even, like, thinking about how to um, get his memory back. She's just like, you know, let's try to go on an actual date. And Mamoru's Mm -hmm. just like, I I can't remember what he was there for. Um, I don't think it was just there. He was just there. I I think he was just there to play. Was he? Probably. I think so, yeah. And then he's, he's just a normal dude at this point. He's like, hey, a new VR theater has opened up. I'm rich. Yeah. I got time. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, Anne shows up and tries to mess things up. And then Ale sh- shows up and it's just like, oh, you know, I've got VA, uh, you know, I've got VIP passes and like hypnotizes the right. staff to he, let them through. Right. So um, I think they're they're both there because they want to get energy from all the people that have gathered there. Right. Yeah, but they get sidetracked yeah. because they're they're because they're they see Saki and Mamoru and are now like ooh, yeah, they're and such creeps. Usagi's uh, brother and dad happen to be there too, which like kind of kills mm-hmm. it for Usagi because her dad is like, "You're out with boys," you know. Yeah, <laughs> She's like get over her dad it. is her dad is so cute. Yeah, because it's clear that he like I feel like this is something that any parent would do with their oldest child because it's just like no (laughs) but you were but you were baby it's like yeah it's like you are still baby (laughs) it's just like clearly not so like it's pretty obvious that they don't have an antagonistic relationship compared to like her and her mom yeah so it's just very much like my cute daughter Usagi and then it's just like these boys will take advantage of her because she's sweet and kind and dumb. <laughs> like, it, it, honestly, if you were her dad and you didn't know that she was, like, the main princess incarnate, would you not also be concerned? I'm gonna be like, she's gonna get kidnapped. <laughs> right? Like, you would see, you see her and then you see, like, this massive man next to her, like, freaking Mamo-chan, who's a full-grown adult. Who's an like, adult! Yeah, it's like, mm, no, not okay with any of this. <laughs> Like, yeah, he is, like, this isn't just, oh, no, people are dating my daughter. I'm going to get angry and let me polish my gun. No, this is, like, uh, that's a full-grown man and you're a middle schooler? Like, is right? anybody okay with this? It's like, I'm not fine with this. Has anybody consulted me? I love, it, and Usagi's always just, like, he, I love this whole part because Usagi's, like, he's not my boyfriend. And he's, like, yeah, I'm not her boyfriend. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's not lying to her dad. She's straight up like, no, we're not actually dating. And he's like, and Mama's like, no, we're for sure not dating. She keeps following me. Yeah. I, it's I so, really, I it's really so feel much bad worse. for Mama Chan in this arc. It's so much worse, uh, the age in the anime versus the manga. This is where, like, one of those mm-hmm. occasions it's really awkward. Because it's like, in the manga, at least... The age gap isn't so big. He's not an adult in the manga. He's an older teen, but mm-hmm. teenager still. <laughs> anyway, right? Like he's seventeen, but like it's you know, it's not as bad. Yeah, it's not as bad because they're still both technically children. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so anyway. that happens, and then the the other senshi show up, and they get in line. And they wait in line, very patiently, just hanging out, chit-chatting. Oh, yeah. Having their girl time. It's very cute. They're just like, it's fine. We don't, like, we're just going to wait our our time. It's it's super cute because they keep, like, everything's going on. The action starts building and it keeps flashing back to them. And they're still in line, just hanging out, being girls. (laughs) I love how... I love how this whole arc is just absolute bizarreness intercut with complete normality. Yeah. You know, it's like you have this VR thing happening inside. You have two aliens fighting for Usagi and Mamoru's attention. You have her dad and her brother in there, like, shooting at people with their little laser guns. And then you just have these four outside waiting in line with cats. 
It's beautiful. It is. It's so good. The juxtaposition is is top tier. It's great. Really? Um, um, I know that like I think Isagi and Mamori go along with her dad and her brother, and then Ailen and Anne fall back and summon their monster. No, um, so Ailen and Anne and Usagi and Mamoru, they're, they're kind of going off together. Ailen and Mamoru are, like, being super competitive with each other and shooting the stuff. And, yeah. um, Anne, and Anne, is, Anne is doing nothing. She's just like, oh, wow, oh, wow. Usagi is at least trying to shoot the things but missing. Which I was a little pissed at because we all know, we all know Usagi kicks butt when it comes to arcades. Like, I kind of wish they had have gone with that character treat and, like, had her yeah. actually... Because there was no, like, real build between her and Mamoru's relationship. I felt like this would have been a really good chance for her to, like, show her gaming prowess and him to be like, hey, mm-hmm. there's actually... she. She's, this is actually pretty cool. You're pretty cool at that. You know, and like have some like camaraderie actually form between them, you know? <laughs> I wonder if some of this was because like you can be good with a controller because let, let's be real, like controllers in the late 80s, early 90s were very different from controllers now. Well, so yeah, she could be good with the controller, but because this was like a full body, like hand-eye coordination on a different level, and because physically we know she's a klutz, it's just like, yeah. I know how to shoot this, but my body doesn't know how to aim. Yeah, but it would have been a good moment, you know? It, it would have been it, good. I feel it's like something... it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> I agree. I didn't like that she, like, kept missing all the time. It, yeah. You know? Or at least have him be like, okay, like, you're aiming too high. You gotta aim a little bit lower. Or you're aiming too low because you're short. You gotta aim a little higher. Oh, yeah, that'd be you know? cute. Yeah, something That like would have been nice where it's just where it's just like you're aiming in the right direction, but you've got to, like, lift up a bit more. Where it's, it's like, oh. Bonding moment. Yeah. No, right. but Like, you're stuck with these three weirdos anyway, Mama-chan. Like, help out the normalist one. Yeah. Um, I forget. Honestly, I forget at what point the, the monster is summoned because it's separate from, like, the group that we're following because the first people to actually encounter it are her father and brother. So, like, it, it pops up, it starts draining people, and then they, like, come across it. And then... So, they do they do get separated. I think Isagi gets startled by a monster. Yeah, she does. She off. just, like, randomly runs off and then Mamoru goes yeah. after her. He goes after her, which leaves Ailen and behind, and they're like, okay, we're alone now, so we can summon a monster. Yeah, we're sick of this. <laughs> they're like, okay, like, who are we impressing now? They left. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember, because, yeah, I remember that part now. Because he's like, oh no, Bunhead, and just, like, goes up after her. You're gonna get lost, that's what it was. He's like, you're gonna get lost. Mm-hmm. And just like, how lost can she get? <laughs> you're in a right? building. <laughs> How much of a track does this place have? But I guess that was their attempt to be like, oh, look, he does care about her. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know. I think that, I don't, I think that's dumb, honestly. Uh, I agree. Like, as much screen time as Mamoru gets in, in this season, he's so empty this season. Yeah. He uh, doesn't get any better. <laughs> and there's... He's been- the romance is so, not there in this season. <laughs> no, it's R. The R is supposed to stand for romance, but like, I don't think the dudes making the anime understand what romance is. Boy and girl, now they like each other. Really dumb. Anyway, Elena <laughs> and summon a monster. It attacks um, Kenji Papa and Shingo, and like Usagi's family. Usagi's dad like gets hurt, right? He gets caught by it, yeah. He, yeah, like he it, gets caught. And her brother runs off and finds her and says, mm-hmm. Dad, you know, dad's in trouble kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, Mamoru, and then Mamoru comes comes up and he's like, oh, what the hell? And then fights the monster? And I he, love that for him. Yeah, because Mamoru and Shingo tell her to stay behind and they go off to go fight the monster. And she's like, what are you guys going to do <laughs> She's like, this is, I mean, they don't know, <laughs> but and she's at just... the same time, she's over here. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she shows up at Sailor Moon and does, you know, F all. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a pretty big thing because, again, she does a Mutira action and it fails. No explanation. No explanation. Doesn't, doesn't well, work no more. Well, no. It is. It is. We get the explanation in the next episode where um, just we don't know why her powers aren't working, but they're not working. That's not and an explanation. So it. We don't. We find out in the next episode. We're not supposed to have the explanation now. Okay, it's not working. I don't even remember why. What was there? We'll talk it when we get to the next episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Be patient. Anyway, her <clears throat> attack doesn't work. Moonlight Night Rose shows up, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's like he's here," which means Mamoru has turned into Moonlight Night because obviously he's Moonlight Night. She turns, and they're both there: Moonlight Night and Mamoru. As separate people. He's not unconscious. He's like, who the hell is that? And she's like, wait. Because <laughs> she was so sure they were the same person. And like, mm-hmm. we as the audience are still like, okay, but it's Mamoru though. Yeah, I'm we like, as the audience, I think, I think if you're a kid and you see this, you're kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> and you don't. How is this possible? You don't stop being confused, even after they explain it. No, the explanation is dumb. I love. It, we'll get to it. But anyway, like, Moonlight Knight, like, distracts the enemy, and then, like, the other senshi, I guess, finally get into the they, VR place. Yeah, hear, they get through. Hear people, like, screaming <laughs> because they're being attacked by a monster. Obviously show up, um, Sailor Venus and Sailor Jupiter killed the Cardian, and then Moonlight Knight disappears. But, like, I still, I still really like this episode. <laughs> I, I do really too. love this episode. It's, it's so happens. weird. Yeah, it's monsters so not happens. notable, but everything else is interesting. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, with Usagi and An, they're kind of like rehashing like the Usagi and Rei fight over Mamoru because he's still in between and he still doesn't really want either of them. Yeah, I kind of like this better at the very least because she's an actual antagonist. Like, I really mm-hmm. didn't like that for Ray because they're supposed to be teammates. I still don't like, I don't like Usagi and Ray's relationship. I don't like frenemy relationships. They're just toxic mm-hmm. relationships. I, I wish their relationship had softened. It never really does. She's always very dismissive of her. Yeah. Like, as the series goes on. Like, when they're in battle, she's definitely more deferential. But, like... <sighs> Compared it's to bad. the others, there's definitely you don't see a lot of the love that Ray should have for Usagi. Yeah, or like I could believe that every other senshi would die for her, except for Sailor Mars, and not even just respect. You know, mm-hmm. like okay, maybe you don't love her, but at least respect her. But she doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> no. But anyway, episode five of this arc. Is cherry blossom time, which yes. honestly leads to some really great animation because anytime anime has like it's cherry blossom season, you get pink everywhere, you get soft grasses, you have all of the hanami set up. It's always so so good for me. We have I really a- love. Oh, go ahead. I really love how like Usagi gets together not only with the senshi but with Naru and Umino. Yes, and we- with we- their teacher. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a really and good Naru and Umino moment. I love that they're like, how did, Umino's the first one there. They're like, how did you get such a good spot? He's like, I literally slept here. <laughs> and he pulls out his sleeping bag. And then Naru zips it all the way up. Like, he gets in the bag and she's like, I did it for you. And she's like, "Oh!" She like kneels down next to him and <laughs> smiles and zippers his, <laughs> zippers his sleeping bag shut. Yeah, <laughs> he's stuck and he's like, let me out. It's the cutest thing. It's so funny. It's so cute. There's like such a good beat too. It's like, mm-hmm. Because almost- you think they're going to be like lovey-dovey and she's like, I don't want to see your face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a good moment. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, this kind of like leads from what we were talking about before with Usagi and Rei being 
really at odds because Ray is getting mad at Isagi for, you know, taking bites of other people's food and being like, Are you're only doing that because your lunch sucks. And, like, she has a point, but it's also like, hey, shut up. Like, this is what you do. Like, you're Asian. You know this is what people do. Maybe Japanese people don't do this as much. But, like, family style of eating. It seems like she's just nitpicking because she's nitpicking. Because she brought, like, a yeah. burger herself, right? She, like, yeah, she straight up, up bought food. convenience store food. Yeah. It's like, it's like, at least I made an attempt to make food. You just bought yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Isagi gets back at her by putting, like, hot sauce all over her. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I love She's that. Like, it's like, here, try this. It's so tasty. She's like, die. <laughs> I love that because that's 100% a friend thing to do. <laughs> right. You know? I do, I do love that where, like, Ray's like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> um, and, of course, Ale is, like, creeping on Usagi in a tree. Like you do. And, like, he's so weird, and Anna's, like, mad at him for watching her, and then it's just like, no, I was just admiring the beauty of the cherry blossoms, not this girl that I've clearly been obsessing over. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he's at least been less aggressive than Anne has. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah, he, he really, you know, he's not great, but he definitely knows how to not creep somebody out. Yeah, he, like, admires her, he checks her out, he says nice things to her, he asks her out, he brings her flowers, like, like, the normal kinds of things. Not, yeah, and I feel like not that's like even. Anne. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's even teenager appropriate. Like it's still a little pushy, but at the same time, like all like teens act pushy, and teens you know? are awkward. They're awkward. Yeah, they, they don't know the right level of pursuit. Mm-hmm. You know, pursuit to give. Exactly, and then like even the one being pursued doesn't even understand like what a normal level is like big romantic overtures seem appropriate because that's right. what you see in media, right? So you expect right. this big romantic overture because that's all you have. You see them at school. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's hard to define that line between... Your friendships are so intense at that age, too. It's hard to define the line yeah. between a romantic yeah. relationship yeah. and a friendship. Hormones are all over the place. Yeah. I do like, though, like, to contrast, like, Ale's obsession with Isagi, you have Umino and Naru, and Umino's, like, being really sappy, and Naru's like, don't you ever get embarrassed saying things like this? Because <laughs> in in Japan, like, the view of masculinity is kind of, like, it's very, def- it definitely leans towards, like, the Mexican ideal of machismo. Yeah. And Umino is not machismo at yeah. all. You know, he's definitely kind of what... I think in Japan, like, he's the type of man that they would call an herbivore, mm-hmm. which, which is basically just kind of, like, a weak sort of person, which is so dumb, because a hippopotamus will go on a killing rampage, <laughs> and they're vegetarian. I feel like somebody needs to just, like, broadcast that across Japan. Hippopotamuses are vegetarian, and they will fucking kill you. Um... Don't, don't ever cross a hippopotamus. Um, no. But he, you know, so he's, he's very expressive. He tells her how he feels. He's never like, he never, you know, plays mind games with her. And she's like, don't you ever get embarrassed by saying stuff like this? And he's like, no, because I don't say things that aren't true. Yeah. And she get and she gets like, and she's really touched, which is appropriate. And then of course their energy gets sucked out by the next card. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's why, that's why Naru's there. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Poor Naru. Naru Third, like this is five episodes. There's only been five episodes, and Naru's been like energy drained three times already. Yeah, I yeah. bet you she was drained in the VR one too. We just didn't see it. <laughs> she probably bet- heard about it and was like, you know, I don't think so. I've had enough. Or maybe of monsters. like, or maybe like her and Umino went earlier in the day because Umino's definitely into that stuff, mm-hmm. and then they left, and then they heard about the attack the VR thing and she's like hmm that was close dodge that one mm-hmm. um but yeah of course everybody gets sick like people get their energy drained and um 
when they're found, you know, they're taken to, like, the nursing station that's set up there because Hanami attracts hundreds of people. So, obviously, they're going to have, like, a first aid area there. And because it's not America, like, <laughs> because it's not America and there's actually concern for public safety. <laughs> well, don't don't be completely unfair when there's like big events, like people will have first aid set up. It might not be conveniently located, but there's <laughs> usually somebody set up. But like the person staffing it is just like, this is this is like, I don't know, this has happened a lot already. So obviously, Usagi and all the girls are like. It's a cardian. Yeah. And do you want to talk about the cardian now? Yeah, let's talk about the cardian. So it's um, Leshy. I don't even think we mentioned this last time, but the the cardians only say their name, kind of like Pokemon for some reason. Um, That's true. In fact, they just kind of shriek their names. Uh Sailor Moon did it first. You heard it here, folks. Pokemon copied Sailor Moon. I, I think it's an older trope than both of them. Nice. Mm, let me have this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. You heard it here, folks. Sailor Moon did it first. Anyways. So I, I say this as if I'm not going to buy Pokemon Snap, too. <laughs> so, Leshy. Um, so, I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm really into folklore and mythology, and uh, I, I really, I recognized the name Leshy, and I was like, wait a second, what, what is that creature? Because it's not a Japanese word, and I knew it was folklore, but I, I, it took me a little bit to um, figure out what it was. It is the name, and what threw me is because the depiction of it the depiction is is very Japanese. It's like a a Japanese lady, and when it, she's like part tree, but then when she gets riled up, she takes on like this cat fit face. And like Ooh. cat women are a thing in Japanese folklore. You have bakaneko, um, which mm-hmm. are like shape shifting cats. But again, she's also like part tree. The name Leshy comes from an Irish. I think it's Irish. Did I write it down here? No, it's Slavic. Slavic? Mm-hmm. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, Slavic. Okay, yeah. Because at first I was thinking it was Norse, yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, it's not Norse. Yeah, Slavic. Yeah, I've got it there. Uh, yeah, it's from Slavic folklore, which is one of the ones that I'm less familiar with, just have a light light understanding of. So, like, um, it's... The Leshy itself is a deity, and when I first heard about them, I thought it was, like, a race of creatures, kind of like you have, like, centaurs, you know, it's a group of creatures. Mm-hmm. But the Leshy is apparently like a demigod, and it's got a wife, and it's got children. So I think the folklore that I heard was based off the children, and they all have different names, but they all, like, have the word Leshy in their name, um, which is mm. why I was getting a little confused. But they're like they're kind of creepy. Um, the stories I've heard, they they like will hang out like in the treetops. They can shape shift. They can become large. They become small. Um, they can disguise them disguise themselves as like other creatures. But like they'll they'll hang out and watch people from the trees and like lead travelers astray and things like that. Um, oh. so they, they range from neutral, not really caring about you, just like being in the forest to malevolent. So like actively trying to get children lost or travelers lost or things like that. Um, but the, oh. yeah, that definitely like falls in line with like all of the, the Hanami, the Sakura, the Sakura viewing. Yeah. Cause there's trees everywhere. Right. So that's why, that's why I realized, yeah, I think it is based off that creature even though the depiction is a very japanese creature um Mm -hmm. it it its relation to the trees seems very in line with the slavic um deity or the the folklore surrounding the slavic leshy right and sailor moon like itself combines a lot of japanese and european um aesthetics yeah sailor moon itself is very japanese but like they take a lot of aesthetics from western europe for the most part Right. Including, you know, the sailor suit itself. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but anyway, because Sailor Moon is, you know, trying to attack Leshy, Leshy, and, but her powers don't work, like, her attacks don't work, so of course Leshy, like, tackles her, and her brooch breaks. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that in the manga, her brooch breaks at the end because she uses up her power, and it's replaced with a new one. But because the anime ended differently, where they all went back to being normal, she never got a replacement brooch. She just had the old one. So this is when it breaks. And they she detransforms. And then they get sucked into a void. Her and Luna. Because mm-hmm. Luna tries to help. Because Luna loves Usagi. Yeah, she and tries her best. They're, they're kind of just floating through a void. And Luna's like, the reason why your powers aren't working is because you're not fully committed to being Sailor Moon again. You're having a lot of doubt. You just, what? you want to be normal. <laughs> Which but, is victim blaming. <laughs> it is. I mean, but at the same time, because it's been established that, a, like, Usagi's power does have a lot of basis with her emotion. Yeah. So if she's not emotionally committed to something, if she's really doubting herself and doubting, like, her commitment to something. And you can say that for literally anybody. It doesn't matter. Like, if you, if you don't fully emotionally commit to something, um you're gonna mess up like you're not gonna do the best that you can you're not if you're not fully committed to something yeah um, that's important that you find important that you know you have to do that people around you um are supporting you and doing but if you're not fully committed then it's never gonna be as good as you want it to be so yeah it's, but uh, it's it's a dumb reason but like they needed they needed something <laughs> And they at the like, same we- time, yeah, but but what's annoying about that is at the same time, they keep dismissing her valid emotions that she's going through. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. they, they like have a hang up on, oh no, we have to restore her memories, we have to do this, we don't want to, we want her to live a normal life. And then like when they do it, it's like, what's wrong? What? Why are you right. crying? What? It's like, why are, you, why are you sad that the love of your life doesn't love you back because he hasn't got his memory? Yeah, they just 100% yeah. like, dismiss all of her feelings this entire time instead of addressing it. And even here, right. when they're like, it's because you don't feel like doing this, that you don't mm-hmm. have your powers. And it's like, are we? when are we going to sit here and talk about her feelings, huh? Because <laughs> you're saying it's and an I- issue, but we're not addressing the problem. Right, and I think that this is largely because the people working on the anime were male rather yeah. than female, and so they had a completely different perspective. And so, like, this sort of thing is definitely something that you see in shonen anime and yeah. manga, where it's just like, you don't really want to do this. Like, you got to commit 100%. And so, because obviously Sailor Moon does take a lot from, you know, shonen and tokusatsu and yeah. Super Sentai and all that, yeah. I think they were just like, th- that works for her, and not realizing that it doesn't really based on her character yeah um but it they really could have just been like your powers have changed the way they're being cha- channeled like these are not the appropriate things anymore it doesn't fit yeah oh. you know where it's just like these these things are being destroyed because you have more power you have unlocked more power since you know who you are as the princess of the moon yeah and so because that that power doesn't match these items that were given to you but yeah. anyway but yeah. That's not what happened. It would have it would have been better. It would have been like your your stuff isn't working because these items and your power are not at the same level anymore. So this yeah. is why you get new stuff. And she sees Queen Serenity of the of the Silver Millennium of the Past, who gives her her new brooch and her new wand, the cutie moon, the cutie moon rod. <laughs> and so this is when we go from Moon Prism Power to Moon Crystal Power. And yeah. we get Moon Princess Halation. Yeah. I also want to say, because, like, Usagi finds Leshy on her own, like, the Senshier, they split up to find Leshy. And so, when Luna and Sailor Moon get sucked into this void, the only person there to stop Leshy is Artemis. That's right. Artemis is having, like, a one-on-one with this monster. It's like, Artemis, please just run. Artemis is a king. He is. He's I great. love Artemis. He's so good. The older I get, the more I love him. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Sailor Moon comes back. Moon Crystal Power. She does Moon uh, Princess Halation and defeats the Cardian. 
But because Leshy was loose for so long, she did manage to collect a lot of energy for the Dean Tree. Yeah. She did a good job. <laughs> she did. Yeah, some of the I some mean, of the Cardians are actually pretty effective, you see. Yeah, the first Cardian was really good. Yeah. Vampire, before they caught Vampire on. did a really good job. Yeah. Um how does that episode conclude? She gets her new stuff. That's pretty much Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much it. Just yeah. like she gets her new stuff, they're like, Oh yay, and then credits roll. <laughs> and then we move on to Gigaros. Oh, Gigaros. The bard monster. <gasps> I also really like this episode because this episode is a is a Minako centered episode. Uh-huh. Except for in the first season where it's like that weird background of like she was a 14-year-old fighting people in London for some reason. Um all of her all of the Venus centric episodes in the series going forward are 100% amazing because <laughs> Venus has so much personality and she's so She's not self-absorbed. She's self-assured in a yes. way that I truly envy. And I love the the energy her and Artemis have. Yeah, they have a really cute dynamic. It's so good. I really I really love it because it's her like leaving for school, being like, I'm late. And the difference between her and Isagi is that Isagi is just late and she can't ever really get there in time but like minako will literally climb over things and like athletic her way into school <laughs> but like parkour over to school 100 <laughs> percent, i love her so much um but you know before she can kind of do that she sees like a little kid like a kindergartner being bullied by like some older boys and i think the, the little girl's a big fan of sailor moon right yeah she has like a giant like sailor moon pin brooch um mm-hmm. a badge and the yeah and the boys are making fun of her because they're like sailor moon's not real and she's insisting that sailor moon is real but at the same time aren't they telling trying to get her to give it to them Mm-hmm. because they, they're torturing because they're little shits that's why yeah that's, <laughs> that's what it is like she's not real so give it to us so we can throw it away yeah they probably and, just wanted it yeah and minako's like hey step off <laughs> she gets the kids to back up and she's like okay I gotta get to school because I'm actually late and the kindergartner's like can you help me get to the bus and she's like no I'm late and, she, and the kindergartner starts crying and emotionally manipulates Minako into getting like, her to school yeah not even subtle <laughs> and of course Mina helps because she's a good person and then what is it she inevitably ends up volunteering at the kindergarten she talks to this little kid because this little kid is like i love sailor moon and all of this and minako's like what about sailor venus and she's like who's sailor venus yeah i love it it's so good and minako her pride is obviously hurt but she doesn't get but she doesn't get like angry at the child (laughs) no because she's like like because mina's not a bad person she's just like I I was on the scene first. You should love me. <laughs> um, but she ends up like helping out at the kindergarten, and meanwhile, I don't remember. Meanwhile, the I don't aliens. What else happens? Yeah. Meanwhile, the aliens are like, you know, who has a lot of energy? Children. Children have a lot of energy. <laughs> you know where you can find kids on buses to school. So buses start, buses of children start getting drained. And, um... And and frankly, like, they have a point. Like, kids recover pretty fast if they're healthy. So, like, it's not great, but, I mean, I respect it. You know? Yeah. It's a a sound strategy. Like, I can't fault you there. It's not good that you're stealing from literal children. But, uh, (laughs) I get it. Which is, this is a great lead into the next episode, too. But yeah, so, like, they don't know where Minako is, but the rest of them determine what the next bus, the the other senshi get together. Yeah. Ray does her thing with fire and predicts what's going to be the next um, bus that's going to be targeted. So they send Usagi to disguise herself as a kindergarten teacher so she can ride the bus. Little do they know, mm-hmm. Minako was already on the bus. So we just have 
Minako and, and Usagi on the bus when it gets attacked. Yeah, but there was something, because, like, she disguised herself as a kindergarten teacher. Did she take over for the kindergarten teacher that was already there? The kindergarten teacher wasn't feeling good, so she wasn't going to ride with them. So Minako was like, oh, that's oh right. it's okay, I'll ride with them. And right before they left, she, like, Usagi popped up and she's like, oh, wait, I'm the sub. Which, I don't know. Right. I don't know how that was supposed to work. Like, they didn't know the teacher was going to be, like, not going with the kids, you know? So was she just going to, like, hop on with the other kindergarten there and be like, I'm your sub! And the teacher be like, stranger danger! <laughs> like, how is that Maybe, supposed to work? Like, this is, this is one of those things where, like, you need a Japanese person who grew up in the 90s. Or not necessarily grew up in the 90s, but, like, was a teen or an adult in the 90s to be, like... Would y'all be okay with, like, a random adult getting onto a bus full of kids? The answer might be, like, yeah, if she's a woman. Like, we, we're not going to anticipate her doing anything weird or crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There could just be cultural you know, things. It, it's one of those things where it's just like, well, what was Japanese culture like at the time? Would anybody think this is weird? Or would she show up and be like, I'm so-and-so? Like, I don't know. I don't to know. be fair, Usagi, Usagi does not think very hard about her disguise pen uses. Yeah, but this is a group collaboration. Yeah. I, I think I mean, it's on, more Abby. the case. Yeah, I, I think it's more the case that the writers for this season had a lot of ideas, but didn't really flesh any of them out. <laughs> I Yeah, they were just like, we've got 13 episodes to pad out and uh, then a whole nother arc to write. So, yeah. She's it a works. kindergarten teacher. It's fine. She's, she's it worked out because the other kindergarten teacher was sick. Minako was there. Um, yeah. They're all on the bus. The bus goes under a tunnel, and that's, of course, when Gigaros attacks. So, um, Gigaros, my first thought was Greek mythology, um, because th that's filled with lean creatures. Um, but I couldn't figure out what the heck its name came from. So you have Furies, Harpies, Sirens, and Nikes are three different female um, daemons from Greek mythology that are like women with wings. Uh, mm -hmm. None of them have a name in common with Gigaros. So I actually didn't know until I hopped onto the Sailor Moon fandom wiki to see that her name was supposed to be like a play on Icarus, which is uh, Icarus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what's confusing? Okay, so Furies, Harpies, Sirens, and Nikes are ladies with wings. Okay, to to put it simply, some of them are more bird-like than others. Okay, and they have different mm -hmm. roles in mythology. Uh, I would think that Gigaros would be very close to like either a harpy or a fury because these are like violent creatures, winged women in Greek mythology. But no. Icarus is not a creature. Icarus is the name of a specific character from Greek mythology. Um, him and his father were, like, locked up, and his father created wings out of wax so that they could fly and escape. So he didn't even have, like, real wings growing from his back or anything like that. Um, and he flew with these wings, and his father told him, don't swim too close to the ocean, or you'll get taken by a wave don't fly too close to the sun or they'll melt of course he flies too close to the sun they melt he falls in the ocean he dies you know it's greek mythology everybody dies mm -hmm. um Daedalus keeps going though like <laughs> oh yeah he's fine he's like Daedalus ah. is like ah uh, he's like i told you and it's like um, dumbass I'm son <laughs> <laughs> bye son yeah I mean, what can he do? You, he can't, like, reach down yeah. and pick him up. His wings are only... Anyways, so that story has absolutely nothing to do with Gigaros. And so, um, they just picked a Greek name. <laughs> <laughs> and had a winged lady. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's the story. That's the, that's the connection to Greek mythology. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. Yep. They really could have um, just named it. So Gigaris attacks Yeah, Gigaris attacks the bus and like I don't know who's driving the bus. Bus driver. I think 
Well, yeah, but like, does the bus driver get his energy taken? I uh, probably. I don't remember how. Oh, no. I don't remember how Usagi and Minako like actually like get out of the children's sight to transform. They just weren't aren't looking at them. <laughs> yeah, and in fairness, they're they're five. They're getting their energy stolen. Like they've got other things to worry about. No, like I'm pretty sure Usagi and. I think they just get out of the bus, and while the kids are not looking, they change. I'm trying to think. It was very... That might be. It I was think another... they do get out of the... I know they get out of the bus. They transform outside of the bus, and I literally think they just got out of the bus and, like, left the kids there, and were like, okay, transform, because the kids are not looking right now. I'm guessing nobody right. in any of the other cars were looking either. Um, This, again, this I is... Feel, I feel like... People in cars are going to focus more on, like, the giant monster lady with wings. Yeah, but if there are, like, two teenage girls standing between you, a bus, and the monster, like, you might be watching the girl. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about 360 degrees here. It's not just everybody's in a row facing the monster. I, don't I mean, know. that's true, I, but I... Again, this is another one of those things where it's clearly, like, they wrote it, and they weren't too worried about the details. Like, just... Yeah, and in fairness, like, this is the case for, like, most television yeah. prior to the invention of, like, TiVo. Yeah. Because yeah. most people are just watching this while while it's airing. They're not recording it. They're not, you know, writing down all the lore. Star Trek excluded. But even Star Trek did this, where it's just kind of like, yeah, we know it doesn't actually jive with pre-established things, but whatever. So, basically, every TV show prior to, like, Lost coming out. Yeah. Like, everything before I was kind of like, eh, it's fine. That's just, that's just how it works. You catch Um, it and that's it. And maybe, like, I think some cars were still driving. Like, people didn't all stop. People were like, I'm not gonna be a part of this. I I got to get to work after I'm getting to. I think they were stopped. I think the whole thing was shut down. It doesn't matter, though. Anyways. It it doesn't. But they they transform. Does Moonlight Knight show up? I don't even remember. He's got to. I think he shows up in every single one. Yeah, he shows up. I honestly don't remember. Provides We're just gonna a distraction. Assume. We're just gonna assume it's the rest he's, is the formula. He's not. He's not important. No. He shows up, throws a rose, says something. Um, Sailor Venus attacks with Crescent Beam Shower, which is her yeah. upgrade. She gets her upgrade. So, yeah. So Crescent Beam is her normal attack of Sailor Venus, and she does Crescent Beam Shower, and then Sailor Moon does Moon Princess Halation. That's it. And the kids are like delighted, and like the whole bus of children now love both Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus and the little girl at the start of the episode is now a big Sailor Venus fan yeah it's so cute it's so cute I love that and Minako's just very pleased with herself yep I love her so much and we never see that child again no because assume (laughs) because I assume that uh she doesn't get harassed by little kids anymore yeah and she catches her bus on time in the next episode, yeah, in the next episode, uh, Anne and Ale, were, I guess they decide, hey, taking energy from kids was a pretty good idea. You know what's better? Taking energy from babies. <sighs> in fairness, like, do, like, baby is energy. just like, do you guys have a concept of, like, what children and babies are, like, outside of yourselves? Because it's revealed later, like, I mean, no, it's revealed early on, like, they're the only two of their kind left. So it's like, do you, I guess they just don't have the empathy for, like, small creatures the way we would, because we're socialized around them and we have those instincts. I guess. guess. they just don't. Because there are some people who are like, if I see a kid that I, if, like, if a child comes near me, I will drop kick this child into a bush. There's some people who do not have that instinct to protect children at all. That's um, true. And and to actively hate them, which is like fine, I guess. It's very strange to me for some to to have a person be like, no, I will actively not help a child. It's like, like apathy makes sense to me, but like aggression is what weirds me out. Like, okay, yeah! I don't care for children, don't have me hold your child. It's gonna be irritating to me. But like I will injure oh, your child. It's just like, do you need help? Right. <laughs> Every time I hear somebody refer to children as crotch goblins, and I'm just like, what? Oh my god. 
I'm about to uh, hit you with a baseball bat because, like, just you don't have you cannot like children. You cannot want children. Like, that's fine. That's you can, perfectly fine. You but can dislike like, children. Children can be kind exactly. of annoying. Right. But to to do that is mm, it's it it's it's wrong to me. Yeah, it's strange to actively yeah. want to hurt them. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next one, um, yeah, they have the next children. one is 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 they're they're gonna go after babies. They're like, you know who else has energy? Babies. And with kids, I get it. With babies, less so. And this one's pretty cute. <laughs> um, because you have this- it's very it's very three men and a baby. Yeah. 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 Um so this is the episode where so they one of these um like preschools what is not a preschool um child it's a daycare. Yeah, one of these daycares gets hit and yeah. everybody except for one baby has their energy drained. So they take everybody mm-hmm. to the hospital, the baby is fine. And they, um, they're like, oh, but, you know, the mother's unconscious. She's going to be down for three days, so we have to take care of the baby. Right. And Right. They're like, this baby's fine. We can't keep it in the hospital. They don't have any other family. I think they're, the dad is not reachable. Overseas. And the He's mom, overseas. Right. Right. And the mom has no other family. And so they're like, we don't know what to do with this baby. And I think the reason Mamoru and Usagi get involved are because, like, they were there when the energy was. Yeah. Got stolen? Yeah, yeah, like, they just, they happened to walk up. Like, Usagi was, like, looking through the fence, and she's like, oh, a baby! And then this thing happened, mm-hmm. and, like, Mamoru walks up, and he's like, call for help! Right! That, that's it. That's just why happened the, to be there. That's, no, but that's why the baby's energy wasn't stolen, because the mom was holding the baby, and Usagi's like, oh, your baby! And she's like, yeah, yeah. and kind of holds him out for Usagi to look at. Yeah. And um, because Usagi is right there, like, she like the mom is able to kind of pass the baby to her. No, the mother holds the baby. No, the mom has the baby, oh. but she's holding her. She like oh, right. holds her close in her arms or him. That's Anyways. right. Like just kind of shields the baby. Yeah, just all the yeah. other babies were just like crawling around in the yard, but because she was holding this baby, she is able to protect it. I guess because plot convenience. Right. So because uh, because. That we need three men and a baby with Mamo, Usagi, and and An. You know what's interesting though is Anne doesn't do a whole lot. Anne kind of gets over the whole baby thing very quickly. Um, but she's like actively disgusted by this baby, <laughs> and the baby is actively disgusted by her. Mm-hmm. So like it's, they're in the again, hospital. Like, this episode is so weird because it's the hospital's weird. like, yeah, sure, we'll just give you, we'll just give you two unrelated strangers a baby. No, just Mamoru. So Mamoru, this random young man, is like, they're like, we don't know, you know, what to do with the baby. And instead of like getting some kind of child protective services involved, Mamoru's like, I'll watch him. I'll watch her. I will take the child. And so I will take the child. Yeah, and Usagi's like, and I'll help you. And they just like pack him up with a bunch of stuff and just like let this man who was a stranger to this baby take the baby home yep (laughs) it's one of those things where it's just like this works for plot convenience but at the same time it's just like i'm sure no japanese hospital would have ever done this yeah because i don't like it's weird it's so weird it's just like just is there a daycare at the hospital? Is there, like, there are orphanages that exist in Japan? Like, there are definitely, like, foster homes. Like, the structure exists in Japan. Like, this baby could have been taken care of by, I don't know, someone who's actually vetted yeah. for this. They didn't so do, weird. there's a, no, like, background check. They're just like, yeah, right. yeah, that checks out. Here you go, but if all, barely adult but if man. If all the adults acted like actual adults and followed laws, then we wouldn't get the hilariousness of Mamoru like bringing this baby home and Usagi and An following him. I don't like. I don't even know how An comes in, but like Usagi follows him home. Yeah, and like Mamoru is very good at taking care of a baby. Yeah, and Usagi doesn't do I'm too out bad. Here, like, no, I'm out here like. Mamoru, like, when have you ever had exposure to babies that you're so good at this? Who knows. 
But Usagi comes to help. Yeah, Usagi comes to help. She has a little bit of trouble, but she, like, earnestly is trying to help. She earnestly cares about this baby, you know, and she does, Mm -hmm. she is doing this to try to get close to Mamoru, but it's also just kind of like, you know, we kind of feel like a family. This is nice, you know. And then Mm -hmm. Anne shows up at some point to actively try to be like, look how awesome I am. Look what a good mom I can be. But then, like, has no idea. She just shows up to his place because she's a weird stalker. Yeah. And, like, lets herself in, essentially. Like, he opens the door and is like, oh, it's you. And she's like, hi! (laughs) And it's like, what is that? It's like, it's a baby. And we actually do have a somewhat good moment because, like, Usagi, like, shows up later and, like, Anne is storming out. And Usagi's hurt. She's like, oh, so I guess you'll just let anybody help you with the baby. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, Mamoru's just like, no, she just she just walked in here, you know? Yeah. I do like, though, that... So they initially think that the baby is a girl because the baby's name is Manami. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of, like, gender-neutral names in Japan. And so when they have to change Manami's diaper, it's revealed, this is a boy. This is like, that's a penis. Yeah. Um, and Manami, like, is the greatest because he pees on An and, like, drives her away. Yeah. It's like, I don't like you. Yeah. I'm crying because you're here. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. He has, like, some internal dialogue. Yeah, the episode has, like, the baby's thoughts. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, it's, it's just like I don't like you. It's pretty great. Um Yeah. I don't really remember much of this episode except for that scene. Well, because it's the baby stuff that's really cute, you know, in the end that um, Yeah. I don't remember at what point they actually go and defeat the monster because the monster really does most of its stuff right at the very 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 beginning of the episode when they get the baby, you know. Right. Um, and I guess, like, the other senshi are just out there doing trying to find the cardi and doing this, because, you know, it's bad enough to attack kids, but babies. Yeah. That's just reprehensible. Should we talk about the, the name of this creature? Yes. So it's sun-themed. It shows up, and it creates a huge amount of light and, assumably, heat. Uh, its name is Amaderasu, which is... It's, you know, pretty obviously based off Amaterasu, the um, the goddess from Japanese folklore, who is the sun goddess. She's the goddess, the sun. Um, I, I did try to keep an eye for things that could be related to the tarot. The most I could guess is maybe this is like mm-hmm. loosely based off the sun tarot, but only because it's a sun creature and a sun card. Like... Right. Well... I've I've had to look up the episode for in like wikis, and apparently Ray uses her psychic abilities to find out more about this car- this cardian, uh-huh. and um, that the card is supposed to be the sun. Oh, it is okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. the creatures uh, it's based off the sun tarot, just because it's the sun, and so it's named after the sun goddess from Japanese mythology, and mm-hmm. that that's it. That's the association. <laughs> they're not very deep they don't get a lot of screen time <laughs> no no and like in fairness this is like a filler arc mm-hmm. this it's not it has to be written by people who don't have like the same interest really in diving deep like the way Naoko Takeuchi does because she gets like she dives deep she she's has like, layers here is, like, she's, she has five layers of symbolism um, from, like, three different cultures. Yeah. Like, Le- <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Leshy, I thought was more interesting because the the Leshy, uh, I felt being it, like, a malevolent creature, it had it had a few more layers going on. It, it actually kind of, even though it didn't look like a Leshy, other than being related to trees, it, it did behave in a way that made sense. The, um, even Gigoros, Gigoros, if it was based off a of fury, which again, it looks more like a fury to me than like anything having to do with Icarus. It they are mm-hmm. malicious creatures, but Emetarasu, like she's very much a bele- benevolent figure. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, eh, this is fine. Oh, <laughs> I just realized, and of course, like, I just realized that the sun tarot has a baby on it. Oh, and it's a baby boy. Aha! Connection there we go. found! We did it, boys. Yeah. Pack it up. We- We're done. <laughs> We're almost done. Um, but the senshi track, we're almost done, we're so close. The senshi track Amadarasu to another nursery. And, um, Sailor, so, like, what happens is, is that, like, Usagi's at Mamori's house, and then Ami shows up and is like, yo, we found, we found the dude. And, um, so, uh, Ami and Usagi go transform, fight Amata, you know, get ready to fight Amaterasu. Amaterasu's, like, trying to suck out energy. Moonlight Knight shows up. It's fine. <laughs> because it's fine. It's Moonlight Knight. He's there yeah. to provide a distraction. And Sailor Mercury is so angry at this monster for attacking babies that her <laughs> attack powers up. And so, like, in the first season of the anime, remember, Shabon Spray is just, like, fog. It's yeah. just a defensive attack. But it turns into Shabon Spray freezing, which is an actual attack, and it freezes the Cardian, which allows Sailor Moon to do Moon Princess Halation. Yeah, she was not here for that. She was just, nope, nope, done, done. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. Ami was like, Ami has a very strong moral center, which yeah. is like slowly revealed over the course of the series. Yeah. Um, And she's just like, this is reprehensible. I will destroy <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's great. She's wonderful. Um, but then the episode ends with basically Manami's mom being recovered because it takes like two or three days for her to fully recover. Mm-hmm. Um, they hand the baby and the baby says its first words. He, he says, bye bye. Mm-hmm. He says, mama, who said bye bye? It's so cute. It's super cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's and adorable. That's, it. that's this episode. Yep. <sighs> It's adorable. It's cute. I actually like I actually like the interaction between Mamoru and Usagi in this episode. It's like one of the few times right. it's one of the few times they have some significant interaction. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like her forcing her attention on him. Like they're both pretty focused on the baby. Yeah, and I like that. So mm-hmm. where she's genuinely she's she's genuinely trying to help this baby. She sees this as an opportunity to get closer to him, but she's not like, look how good I'm at, at this stuff. She's like, I also want to take care of the baby. But baby, though. Yeah. <laughs> but but to the baby. Um, yeah, they're both just really cute in this episode. They are. It's refreshing. Every time Moonlight Night shows up, I get more and more annoyed. <laughs> it's so funny, because I love Tuxedo Mask so much, but every time I see Moonlight Night in his stupid getup, I just want to, like... I just want to punch him. Well, Tuxedo Mask is goofy, but at least he's, like, charming, you know? Uh, yeah. Moonlight maybe, Knight. Maybe it's the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Moonlight Knight is just kind of, it's just kind of racist. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, just being Indian and Muslim and knowing, like, the conflation people have between Indian culture and, like, Middle Eastern culture and not knowing the difference. Yeah. Um, because racism. So, like, a lot of it is just, like, this is just too racist for me. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, kind they're of... trying to be, like, cool, mysterious, and, like, from the Arabian sense. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's just funny. It's too be- weird. Because it's very much Orientalism, but it's, like, coming from Japan. <laughs> right. What do you call it's it at so that point? We- Again, it's it's like I said in the last episode, it's just like, it's taking like these Western Oriental stereotypes mm-hmm. from like the early 20th century, late 19th century, and then putting it into 20, like late 20th century Japan. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I feel like he popped, he didn't pop out of like the real world of, of the Middle East. He, he popped out of like the Aladdin alternate reality. <laughs> Of the Millie. Yeah, like, 100%. It's just, it. it's again, like, this Western interpretation of, like, this is what Arabs look like, I guess? Super right. weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and just no connection to anything, because, anyway. Anyway. I don't like, I don't like Moonlight Knight. I, I really don't either. I, I like him 
like ironically in an amused this is such a just a mess kind of way yeah yeah (laughs) you know I'm just kind of like that thing that happened it was awful and I can't help but laugh at it (laughs) yeah I mean and that's kind that kind of sums up this whole arc too doesn't it (laughs) yes that's probably why it's (laughs) one of my favorites But anyway, that's all we have for this episode. Mm. So join us next time where we cover the next three or four episodes. I think we covered four episodes this time. So we have six more episodes left to go. So we'll see if we can do all six. We probably won't because those last three episodes are very dense. And I probably will have to rewatch. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch them. Yes. Um, Um, Check out our socials. Yeah. Um, so far, all I have is the email. If I've set up anything else by the time this episode goes out, I'll cleverly edit that in. Um, but you can reach us at the podcast at gmail.com. That's O-S-H-I-O-K-I-Y-O-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Um, send us your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your suggestions. Uh, and maybe we'll have a special episode where you got, where we uh, read what you send us. But until next time, skinny go out there. Oh, shit, yeah.